How's it going? Welcome everybody to the SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. My name is Miguel. Episode 91. We are almost at 100. We are super excited. Uh, good morning, good evening, wherever you are listening from or watching this video from. My name again is Miguel. been running these, uh, the podcast and the channel for almost two years. And I got with me my friend P. Ross. How's it going, P.? Yo, 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 yo. What up? We are in the building for sure. Episode 91. Let's make it hot. So, P, ah, man. So the the our guest today, I, I've known this guy for, for a minute, but actually been following his journey longer than I've, you know, that I've known the guy. For sure. And for sure. Uh, awesome content. He is pretty yes, knowledgeable. Sir. He breaks down uh, the watches in his videos like very few reviewers do he just he comes at it in a different angle and i really appreciate that we've been trying to line this this podcast up for a minute for now a while for a while so i am happy that we were able to make it happen our goal really is to reach all of our friends all of our peers and colleagues and um have kind of this this uh thing where they could be on the socal watch reviews podcast and they could the audio and the video could live there and we could celebrate our, our friendships and our journeys and, and whatnot. So without further ado, P, do your thing, man. Right now, we have a brother. He is the co-host of Collection Conundrum, along right. with Dave Just to Watch and Alton from Half Past Blog. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Hey, word Dave, word. he's about to have a baby, so congratulations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Congratulations on that. But right now, we got Shane. From relative time in the building, SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. You saw it here first. Shane, thanks. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Great <laughs> intro. Hey, we they everybody yeah, needs that intro, man. Everybody <laughs> this early in the morning. <laughs> You're like, oh, dude, hold on. Let like, me take off my caffeine. headphones. <laughs> Give me a second, P. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming in hot. <laughs> How are you, man? Good morning. Yeah. Good. How are you guys doing? All right. Doing, right. doing pretty good. Very excited to to have you on the show. We've been looking forward to this. Uh, it's great to be so here. Before we, before we move forward, customary wristwatch check. Shane, okay. what are you wearing, my man? Uh, Hamilton Intramatic Chronograph. Oh, that, oh that, that is nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like that strap. Fire. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's random kind of blood red strap. Ooh. <laughs> Looks good on you. Yeah. Looks awesome, man. I like it. Yeah, I did, you did a video on that, I remember, and I, I was uh, like, ooh, that dial is, is crazy. I, I like what Hamilton is doing, uh, yeah. where, they're, where they're headed, so that's awesome. You've had it yeah. for long? Um, at this point, actually, probably getting eight months or so, yeah. Okay. So, got nice. it, and then I always, there's always like a huge delay between I want to get to actually be doing the video at times. Um, just trying to logistics, I can only do so much at a time. But yeah. yeah, I think the video came out not that long ago, two, three months ago. But yeah, I've had it for a few months before that. But yeah, really like it. Random strap I found from some guy online. Decided to just see how it looked. Looks nice, man. Cool. So did you uh end up you ended up buying that on the internet or at a retail shop or internet, yeah. It's a gray market. So, <laughs> man, is it isn't it kind of scary though? Because yeah, you, it can um, be. you you uh well for a number of reasons, but yeah. I guess what I was going to say is you don't know how the watch is going to fit or how it's going to look on your wrist. So you're like, ah, yeah. I guess I'll just buy it and find out. Yeah, so. it's, it's a gamble. It's always a gamble. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. Yeah. Uh, P. Ross, I saw something vintage on your wrist. I don't know what you're wearing, but 
Uh, yeah, this is something I just got in. Um, shout out to our boy Andrew from uh, King Leathercraft. You know, oh, I know what you got. Way. The vintage Omega Geneve. That thing is so clean. Oh, really? Thanks, Shane. Yeah. yeah, we we've seen uh we've seen clean pictures sure. of this because because uh I think, I, I think I saw it on in- he had it on Instagram the other day. No, he just got nah, it. Not oh, just one. got it. Not okay, this, okay. This is a different. He one. just got it. Yeah. You know okay. So really nice. You know, original everything, man. Original bracelet, original everything. This thing is plush. Does that bracelet fit you? Because I know Andrew was saying that it was a little, little it's snug. It's a little snug, but you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take it off and put on a leather strap today. And it's not that bad. It doesn't look no, that, that bad. bad. No, nah, I had adjusted the uh, the links a little bit, so we good. Oh, okay. It looks good, man. Yeah, that that yeah, bracelet looks like, really a, nice. like almost like a like, Jubilee or something. It's yeah. pretty clean. Oh, I've yeah. seen it. Obviously, he sent this picture, so I've seen it. It's super clean. Very well Original. taken care of. Yeah, the thing is clean, man. Hmm. Very cool. Well, today I am rocking my tutor. I have not been able to take it off. I was wearing it yesterday, and I'm like, I just tutor, bro. Tutor Black Bay 58, (laughs) and my timekeeping device. Yes, I know I have a wristwatch here, but I like keeping a a watch on the side so I could keep track of time. My Seiko SPB 143 threw it on this Mora strap. Mora. If anybody mm-hmm. listening or watching, oh, you can't even see it there. Anybody yeah. listening or watching, uh, they've been around for a while, and he's yeah. one of the. They're great straps. The, oh, you see, you seen them, right? You yeah, I did. Them. I did a video on them. They're. I don't know if he's yeah. come out with more colorways. That was my no. only critique. There was like four, but they're fantastically well made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So check it out. So I was just speaking to him because I threw it on there. I, I hadn't. I hadn't uh, put my SPB on the Mora in a long time. I did at one point, but I, I hadn't in a long time, and I'm like, you know what? Let me show this guy some love because when I had 200 subscribers, I was like early, early on into my YouTube career journey. Well, not career journey. Um, this guy reached out to me even before I even had Instagram. He reached out to me and said, "Hey, I like what you're doing. Can I send you some some straps?" And I was so honored because I'm like, "Oh yeah. man, I'm like a nobody. That's so cool." And yeah, he sent me a few uh, colorways, and I was blown away and the the crazy thing is i got these early on because i didn't know anything about straps i wasn't like in the game like i am now but even though i've gotten straps from different people it's hard to beat this company like they're the quality how supple they are so here it is so i send them the picture right i posted it on my whatever stories on instagram and he's like hey man how you been that looks great blah blah i'm like hey i've been good how about you i went to your store and you don't have anything for sale like what happened like you're are you done like you know, yeah. is that it for you? He's like, oh, no, what happened is I'm transitioning from making these straps over, from overseas to in-house. Oh. So he's actually mm. making them here in the U.S., which is super exciting. I'm like, oh, yeah. OK. He's cool. like, and I'm working on, on some new colorways. So he sent me two, uh, a blue and a, and a green, like a military green. And I'm like, oh, he's like, as soon as they're ready, I'll send you some more. Thank you so much for all the support. And I'm like, no, thank yeah. you for all the support. You know, I, right. you had my back early on and I'm going to continue to have your yeah. back. So I'm excited. It's all about relationships, especially that's what like it's all about, yeah. man. That's what it's all about, you know. It's and, and people don't realize that, you know. And it's like they some people get bothered sometimes, right? Like, oh, you have the pay promotions, and the, you they probably told you what to say, or what, and it's like, no, no. I mean, <laughs> it's not that organized, <laughs> right? Yeah, everybody's some, a small business, we're all kind of doing this almost as hobbies for the most part. I mean, some people are actually doing it as a business, but it's still like a side hustle or something. Nobody's yeah. 
there's no contracts. There's no nothing else. At least I've never signed anything. No, no. Yeah. And when there is, I mean, I've, I've had instances and I think P Ross and I'm sure you too, Shane have had instances where, where people or, or companies want to dictate what you oh, got to yeah. say or show them the video mm. beforehand, but we run far away from those companies. Yeah. It's like, that's not, I've only had cool. that happen twice. And each time I had to do a come to Jesus email as they say in the South of like, no, this is how it is. It's like, this is, were they no. okay with it or, or were they just like, um, no, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one company wanted me to stop and just not do the video at really? all. And I was like, fine, whatever. Um, and the thing is I did kind of tell them a little bit about what I was thinking and it was still mm. mostly positive, but it wasn't a hundred percent. So they didn't want me to do it. Um, yeah. And the other company was like, Oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> just, just go ahead and do it. Do what you do. Okay. I was like, all right. Okay. No, well, I haven't had cool. that in a long time, but yeah. Yeah. Well, well, just to let people know, obviously the, the people that we collaborate with and that we bring in the podcast, everybody's very, very curated. If, if that's a, the correct term to use, we know these people, we've heard of these people. It, it's rare when we bring somebody on the show and we hardly know them. Uh, mm. Typically we've known them for a while and you're a good guy. Obviously you're part of the inner circle and we've had Alton, we've had Dave, and now we needed you because mm. you were the missing piece of, of that collection conundrum. And we'll get into that, but yeah. I guess before we, we, we talk any further, I, I guess uh, let people know, right. Who you are and what got you into uh, watch collecting. And furthermore, why start a YouTube channel? Right. So take it away. Or it's yours. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess I want to go way, way back. Uh, started I guess, back when I was in college, many, many, many years ago at this point. Um, okay. See, at that point, that's when I started looking into watches a little bit. Because um, before that point, like growing up, I was kind of like a digital Casio guy. Okay. And like a Casio data bank. High school I actually had a pager watch, which maybe dates how old I actually am. <laughs> Do I have to explain what a pager is at this point? Or... <laughs> we all know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that actually was a really cool watch that I think about it. I don't even know who made it. Uh, it was something my dad got. And my mom That's got cool. him as a present. He didn't want it. He hated it. Now it came with like a year's free service. I was like, Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I know thing. there was a pager watch. I mean, yeah, I, it was I, awesome. It, Cause the I thing was like back pager then, is, but... like, you know, if your pager went off in class, you got in trouble or right. you know, something like that, but it was, it was a watch. So I'm like, Oh, my alarm went off. Sorry. Kind of thing. It was very right. stealth about it. Uh, but that died out like the service of it, maybe second year in college. So I kind of didn't have a watch for a year and junior year. I started thinking, you know, you know, digital watches aren't really that professional looking, you know, I should start looking into something that looks professional, like just an analog watch, no matter what it is. And the thing is what I realized at that point is I've been looking at digital watches so long that I'd almost forgotten how to read an analog. (laughs) Um, Mm. So I started thinking, okay, I need to start looking into kind of a watch to buy. But back then, you know, there was no YouTube, there was no nothing. It's like, I didn't know where to look. So I started looking on eBay. Um, okay. cause that was, cause I was, eBay was around at that point and I was already doing a little bit of side hustle stuff on eBay. Um, and so I was just kind of looking at Seiko and various other things. And eventually I wound up buying this solar pulsar watch Okay. and, but I really wanted like a kinetic, a Seiko kinetic. Cause I was a gadget guy back then and still kind of am, although I haven't bought too many more gadgets in the last few years. So to me, it was like high tech. I didn't even know about mechanical or automatic or anything of like that. It was okay. just like the idea of like kinetic just sounded really cool but poor college student couldn't necessarily afford one yeah. or didn't want to spend that much on one. So I bought an inexpensive uh, solar pulsar worth throughout 
rest of college. And then when I graduated, I bought myself a nicer titanium Seiko Kinetic and I actually still have both of those watches. Oh, wow. And I kind of started thinking about other watches I want to get, but never really got into it. Never bought the time. And then just kind of, you know, yeah. decade went by or so until maybe a year or so before starting the YouTube channel, somewhere around there, um, went on a cruise with my wife and, you know, there's a, if you've ever been on a cruise, like they sell jewelry and watches and all sorts of other stuff. And Invicta. Invicta yeah, very... <laughs> that'll be part of the story. Okay. Uh, so I didn't know anything. It's like, there's stuff brands I recognize and I didn't really know if this is a good deal or not a good deal. Right, and of like, I'm kind of one of those people, like I like to research stuff and make sure I'm not getting taken for a ride before buying anything. Yeah. Of course. Um, so I resisted until like maybe the last few days. And of course, like they had Invictas that were 70% off. And I was like, Oh, 70% off. Wait, $2,000. And it only cost yeah, yeah. me <laughs> it's 500. But, and, and don't get me wrong. There's some good stuff about Invicta, but there's definitely some legit criticism about, or maybe right. it's not even criticism against Invicta, but the way other people use that information to screw people over a little bit. Right. Um, but so I got home, I bought this, it was, it was kind of a cool looking skeletonized, like black diver style watch, generic, like Chinese movement, who knows what was mm. in it. Um, so when I finally had internet access off the cruise ship, I started looking into it and I'm like, Oh, I can buy this for like less than half of what I paid for it off oh, Amazon. So it was like some bitch, man. <laughs> wow. man. And you can return it. I mean, we've heard. Oh no. Of- I mean, it wasn't yeah. that bad. It was like, I think I paid maybe 150 or something for it. So it's not bad. Not, not bad. bad. I mean, I didn't get totally screwed over, but I was just like some bitch. So I decided, you know, I need, you know, I kind of like this stuff. I want to get some things. I got to start learning about it. So yeah. started going down that rabbit hole, uh, you know, watching like uh, TGV on urban gentry and then <laughs> kind of moving through like the big channels and eventually getting to Jody and all this stuff. And, you know, kind of going down that path and eventually, you know, oh, buy myself a first diver and buy myself a little things here and there, nothing major. And somewhere around black Friday, cause I'm always kind of a deal seeker. Mm-hmm. Um, saw that Timex was having a sale. Okay. Which, and because one of the things I use to find deals and stuff is this website sold Slick Deals. If anyone's okay. ever heard of it, mm-hmm. it's it's basically like uh, people find stuff. I mean, anything and everything's on there, and they'll post it on like on a forum, and people oh, will critique okay. it and talk about it, and so eventually stuff will make it to the front page. And this Timex sale kind of made it to the front page. And there was one watch that was really on clearance. It was like 30 bucks or 40 bucks or something like that. It sounded interesting because a couple of the people on the Slick Deals forum mentioned that it was like this. There's one particular Timex that's kind of like a cult classic a little bit, or people were a little obsessed with it in Japan. That was a collaboration between Timex and Red Wing Boots. And it was somewhat well-known because Red Wing made the uh, leather strap for it and had a Waterbury branding. So it kind of had a casual slightly fieldish kind of style to it okay but this was like a cream colored version of it and that's what some people were saying it's basically like that but not and it's a lot less expensive Mm. so i got it liked it um and started looking around on youtube and nobody knew anything about it there was no ever no videos on it no nothing about it and kind of throughout that year maybe things were leading up to this where i started getting interested in doing learning how to do video editing and audio editing um, okay. It was kind of during that Black Friday sale as well. I wound up buying like a, a Blue Yeti condenser mic, uh, wow. kind of a PC gamer, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, hey, maybe a good way to talk to people. And 
got like a video camera or a nicer camera that could do better video before we went on the cruise. And so I started all this stuff thinking about it. And the best way to learn how to do stuff like that is to give yourself a project. So I thought, Hey, I'll make a video on this watch. And that's kind (laughs) of how it all sort of started. Um, And then more watches and more videos and learning. And, you know, back then nobody was watching my content. And then all of a sudden kind of slowly started trickling up and started. So how long has it been? How long have you been Um, on YouTube? Four years, I think, this December. Four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there was there a moment that uh, for you that you noticed the subscriber rate just kind of increase? Um, um, a couple times. Um, okay. I've never had. I've had a few points where yeah, it, it like jumped up, and I'll get like a thousand subscribers here and there. Over the last few years, it's been more of a slow trickle, so to speak. I mean, it's consistent. Um, the algorithm hasn't shown me a whole lot of love, so to speak. Like, yeah. uh, like Dave's Dave has jumped high in the last year. Cause I think yeah. maybe a year and a half ago, he was like half as much as I am. And now he's almost twice as much as I am. Um, so he's just amazing growth with him. So I've been consistent, slow and steady for most of it. Every How once many- in a while, I'll see a little bit of a spike, but yeah, mostly just consistent. Hmm. How many videos do you put out? Once a week, uh, every other about week. once a week. Sometimes I usually say like maybe I get about one and a half videos done a week. So sometimes there might be two in a week. It's just uh, the way I do it takes way too much time. It's not a quick process for all the different little macro shots and close-up shots, and then yeah. editing itself can take like eight to ten hours sometimes just alone. Yeah, um, your videos look like they take between 15 to 20 hours, maybe about that. Yeah. Collectively. Mm. Yeah. And ideally I'd like to streamline that a little bit, but it's always the concern of like, I don't want to lose the quality because that's what people have come to expect. And that's what my subscribers are there for. So, but at the same time, it's like, I would like to do a little bit more because I get backlogs. Um, and especially when, if a company wants to send me something, it's like the stuff I've bought kind of gets put on the back end and back of the queue. And it winds up being like, when am I getting to this kind of a thing? Well, and, and I don't know if it happens to you. So it's happened to me with my Hamilton uh, field watch, right? The khaki uh, mechanical, <clears throat> the manual wine one. Yeah. I picked that up in God P what was it like December or something like yeah, that. Something and like I did kind of like an yeah. unboxing. I'm like, or I'll do a review on yeah. it. I have yet to do it. Cause I've been getting so yeah. many like collaborations and collaborations. And <clears> I'm like, all right, when am I going to get to my watch? I think I bought a Dan Henry 1972 years ago this November and still haven't got the video out. Because <laughs> I got it was like a new colorway that just came out, and I'm and I'm interested in compressor style watches, and I bought it. They can okay, I'll get to this, but it just keeps getting pushed back just, and pushed back. Every once in a while, somebody's like, "When are you going to do that?" It's like, but I I I've realized, and I don't know if this happens to you guys, but whenever I review somebody else's watch my passion is just not there because it's not a watch I picked. I mean, it's a watch that got sent to the channel. Right. But when I review something that's mine, then I feel more, well, number one, lazy. Cause I'm like, I don't feel the pressure of having to do a video for this. But number two, when I do the video, I feel more passionate about it because I like the watch because I spend my money on it, you know, and it's, it's different, you know, that at least that's how it's changed for me. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes, sometimes not it. Cause sometimes it is cool to see prototypes that, you know, aren't really around. And sometimes you get to influence how that, especially for like a Kickstarter, because there's scary. still time to make changes. Um, sometimes yeah. that's nice. Cause I've actually gotten emails from a few brand owners that are like, Hey, this is the design we're thinking of. Like, we're not even asking you to do a video yet. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what are your critiques? And I've told them a few things and they're like, Oh, I like that. We might make that change. 
Mm. Like I, I know, and I've heard that from a few uh, YouTubers yeah. as well, right? Um, that they get uh, their brains picked, if you will, by by companies, yeah. and it's like, well, really, we're kind of telling them what to do and what not to do. Like, we should get compensated for stuff like that too, if you think about it, because there's yeah. a lot of PR firms and a lot of uh, different places where they charge you money to tell you kind of how to how to design mm. something. And a lot of us, I think, we're just so nice and we're so used to kind of doing things for free and just like oh would well, you send me the yeah. watch i get to keep it and a lot of times you don't even get to keep the watch right it's just kind of like yeah. they let you borrow it and yeah. it was a free review for them which yeah for me my general policy is like if they don't bring it up i don't ask about keeping anything it's just to me that makes it fair also for like the smaller brands that can't afford to give out stuff yeah, yeah um so it's like if they don't mention it i don't mention it I never ask for it it's it's just kind of there um yeah Speaking yeah, of no, like different it. watches, I noticed on your channel you do a lot of Orient and Seiko. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an opinion on which one is better? Um, depends. I think Orient at this point is Seiko's still catering to everybody, and I think Orient is more focused towards like the collectors and the enthusiasts to some extent. Um, Seiko's still having regular people so to speak, mm-hmm. as well as us to appeal to. So sometimes they're making more strategic changes where Orient, I think, is still, is kind of small enough that they're more boutique-ish. So they just kind of do whatever. Um, although the thing is with Orient too is Orient stars are nice and that's kind of a very good sweet spot. The problem with those is that those are all JDMs for the most part. Yeah, right. So right. hard to get, hard to service, things like that. Okay, but, cool. And then Seiko... I don't know. Quality wise, well, it, it, it depends because like some of the Orients, I think like the Orient Kamasu is great. And at this point, it's it's a great value. Whereas like the the Mako and the Rays, they're definitely kind of more entry level. Um, mm. So I guess it kind of just depends on the price. With Orient, there's it's much more like narrow, focused and refined, while Seiko's a lot bigger thing to beast to go through entire collection. Okay, yeah. cool. No, I agree. I, I don't have much. Uh... I guess hands on with Orient, except for the Mako and the Bambino. And both mm-hmm. times I was, I was, I don't want to say I was impressed, but I, I, I see the appeal, especially for the, for the amount yeah, of money. For the money. Yeah, the Bambino yeah. is great watch though. Yeah. For the money. Sure. Definitely. I, I think in, in my opinion, the Bambino was a little big, but I know they carry yeah. different models, but the one that you have P, I think it was like 42. So 42, 40, 40 and a half or 41. Something. Yeah. So for a dress watch, in my opinion, that's a little too big, but again, I have. Yeah. Interest, so. <laughs> to me, it's, it's kind of like uh, the cocktail times are also around that size too, or most of them, I think. Um, so for me, I think it's like, it's the yeah. business casual of the dress watch. It's not necessarily, it, it's, you're going to like a, you're wearing a polo shirt instead of necessarily a suit. Yeah, mm. or somebody younger, right? Like, a, like a younger kind of guy in the twenties, you know, or something going to work. It looks more sporty, so no, I get it. I yeah. get it. And for the money, I mean, I think I, the one I have, I picked up for like eighty bucks off eBay. Like when I first started, I was like, yeah, whatever. I still have it. I haven't even. I wear it every once in a while, but I have other dress watches I like better. But for eighty bucks, it's like, why even bother selling it? It's just, it's just keep it. Yeah, no, for sure. But uh, yeah, man. So right. it's so, almost four years on YouTube. That's that's uh, kudos to you. I mean, that's that's, long that's hard. <laughs> that's a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> so, yo, do you have any regrettable watch purchases? And if so, let's hear the story. 
Um, so far, I've been lucky, especially in the larger purchases, that nothing's gone wrong, especially because I have bought a fair amount of gray market kind of stuff. Okay. I think, but I don't think you can be buying watches, whether you're doing YouTube or not, and not have some issues or just kind of disappointments here and there. Um, for me, well, that one Invicta I said when I bought on that cruise was definitely one of those situations. Did you end up selling it or what? what yeah, I eventually went up selling for it. I made uh, most of my money back. Oh, okay, cool. Eventually. Yeah, that's good. Because I said I didn't pay that much for it, but it was still it was that you know, 70% off or 80% <laughs> off, whatever it was. Um, one of the ones, well, a couple disappointments, I would say. Um, one of which was probably my fault um, was a notice duality. Um, oh, it's here. Why? I like the watch. It's nothing to do with them necessarily. I mean, it, it is a watch that I kind of go back and forth on. I've never actually done the review of it. Um, I have it still. Okay. I love it at times, and then at times it's also frustrating. Um, part of the frustration is it's, it's the loom isn't necessarily as good. But that's kind of a minor thing. The build quality is fantastic. Right. But the disappointment came more from possibly my own fault with it where uh, the crowns on it, it's a dual crown system. It's like a super compressor style watch. They're loomed crowns, but they have a Sapphire overlay to protect it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them cracked on the crown. No way. Um, And I don't think it's necessarily their fault or anything. I think it was, I got it not too long after we got our youngest dog. And I think he was playing very rough with me and just kind of, I was wearing it. And I think maybe his collar or something hit it. And might have just oh. put a tiny little chip in it. It was just like, oh, that was mm. less than a month of having it. It's just like, oh, damn, man. wow. Have you ever contacted them? Because they, yeah, they... they they told me how much it would be to replace it, and it, it's barely noticeable. So at some point I might, but so far I you don't. should be like, I'm a I'm a YouTuber beer, so maybe uh, I try not to play up. that card too much, but every once in a while, <laughs> I need it for free. I'll do a video on it. No. <laughs> um, mm. The other disappointing watch, I would say, um, was one I actually bought for my wife. Um, oh. It was a. It was shortly after I really started getting into watches, before I did the YouTube channel. Okay. Um, it was right after I bought my first dive watch, real dive watch. And I didn't get an SKX. I got a Citizen NY0040, whatever those are called. That's uh, one with the crown on the like, upper yeah, the left. Opposite. Yep. Um, so I got that and I wanted to get her a dive watch. Maybe that was part of my justification for spending <laughs> what I thought was a large amount on a watch at the time. Right. Um, but she's really small wrists and they don't make a whole lot of women's dive watches. Yeah. Um, so I started scouring around and eventually I settled on a uh, Franken watch, <laughs> which was probably not oh, a good idea. Oh no. What'd you get it from India? Philippines? Uh, actually came from Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, I don't even remember the reference. It's kind of like a predecessor to an 013, but it was like a woman specific one. Okay. It looks good. Um, but it's like, as soon as I got it, it was just maybe two minutes off a day. Um, the crown started unscrewing off the stem. So I had to get oh, some Loctite. Um, and she did not even maybe if it was regulated properly, because this is actually, there were some really good learning experiences with this watch. Cause I was one of the first watches I tried to regulate and the first watches I tried to like put some Loctite, put the crown back on the stem and a few things. Um, wow. But she never didn't like it just because it was an automatic and, and she didn't. <laughs> and that was kind of a, a good thing too, because it made me realize, you know, not everybody, you know, gets it, so to speak, when it comes yeah. to mechanical watches and especially right. you know, spouses. 
So that's one thing I've always said is, yeah, it's like, just because you love it doesn't mean everybody else is going to love it or appreciate no, the other complexities of it. Um, so she's still, it's still in her jewelry box, but I did get her some other watches to kind of compensate. Quartz, mm. quartz watches. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I, um, that's she, one area. Does she enjoy good. those? Yeah. Everyone's, oh, okay. she still wears her Fitbit probably most of the time. Yeah. Um, but the few I've got are like, uh, Phoebus. One of the first things Phoebus ever sent me was a woman's diver specific watch. So oh, wow. she's got that. And that actually worked out really nicely. And then, um, a Shinola, believe it or not, is mm. one of her favorites. And that's one reason I'm not too hard on Shinola at times is just because <laughs> they're not really for us. They're not for the collectors and enthusiasts. They're for right. somebody that wants like a good looking, well-made watch that's quartz. Um, they are still overpriced, but the thing with Shinola is that if you find them on clearance and some of these watches do wind up making their way on eBay, you can actually get them for a pretty good price, like a couple mm. hundred bucks. And that was one of those I just happened to find and bought it and she really likes. Very interesting. Yeah. My wife, yesterday we went out to uh, dinner to celebrate our anniversary and I was like, are you going to Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Our, our real anniversary is tomorrow. So August 30th, it's going to be eight years, eight years of, oh, well. uh, mm, of us actually being married, but we've been together way longer than that. But anyway, so we're going somewhere nice and I'm like, are you going to wear a watch? Right. And she goes, oh, I guess if you want me to. And I was like, well, no, if, if you don't want to, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. force you. It's like, fine. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm like forcing her to wear a watch. So um, she always wears her Apple watch and she uses it a lot for like tracking yeah. and tracking fitness and uh, whatever. So I let her borrow my vintage Seiko. It's a Seiko five with like a salmon dial. I love that thing. The cactus. Right? The cactus five actors. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Omar Timeless Sinkers and Watches. That's really kind of how we we not met, but it, early in our, our friendship, he sold me that watch, and I still love it. But anyway, little small watch, right? Thirty six millimeters, something like that. Mm-hmm. Automatic movement, and I love the thing. It looks super dressy, super nice. So she has it on. Looks nice on her. I think it looks nice. Mm-hmm. And then she, <laughs> we're eating, and then she goes, like, oh, oh. <laughs> like i'm like what are you doing it's like i i thought my my wrist was vibrating and i was gonna wow. turn off the the, the thing and, and and she's like i'm just so used to it she's like yeah so this thing was so what does it do again just tells the time huh hmm, my watch <laughs> could tell this 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 i'm like Yo, I, I literally straight up just looked at her and said not the point. Your watch does not have a soul <laughs> <laughs> this thing on wow. your wrist has been around since the 60s I bet you anything in two years, three years, your watch is going to be obsolete and your software is going to be trash. So yeah. she goes, oh, yeah, whatever. I still like it. <laughs> so I get it, man. I get it. Just, wow. just these types of things are not for everybody, you know, yeah. and, and I think uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people this may be a little controversial what I'm going to say, but I think a lot of people always ask the question, why are more women not into the hobby? Right. But the answer is they just probably don't care about mechanics or aesthetics mm-hmm. of watches how we do. And like you said, Shane, if they do, it's more because they want to keep their their fitness in check or if they want something quartz, right? Something to yeah. pick up and go, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know, making an assumption. Yeah, I think so. And that's part of the problem with a lot of quartz watches is uh, most of the ones out there are cheap and not necessarily well-made right. and that has built up a stigmatism to it. But and. Yeah. Thing is, if you start looking at the higher end or even luxury level, there's, there's not a lot of quartz watches out there. Yeah. Um, let alone, yeah, if, if somebody's not used to it, it's like, 
pay 600 bucks, 1000 bucks for a watch. Are you crazy? Right. Mm-hmm. And Whereas well, it's like, eh, it's not too bad. Right. Timex. Okay, cool. How much did you pay for this? 10 bucks. Ooh, that's a lot, but I like it. Yeah. No, it's funny. Yeah. Whenever I tell uh, people, right, that they about watches, right, and how much they cost, and I'm, I'm talking like 200 bucks or something, people go like, oh my God, that's 200 yeah. bucks. That's expensive. That's a good watch. And I'm like, okay <laughs> yeah. or you get the opposite reaction that oh, i've right. had of like you know I, I collect watches oh rolex like uh oh well not quite <laughs> right. yeah and that that's i mean we, we've talked about that before yeah. right so if if you tell a non-watch people that you're a watch collector yeah. but they ask that question rolex yeah. and you say no then pretty much to them you're not a collector yeah it's like, just like oh, yeah eh, they, they stop sure. losing interest they salute yeah exactly oh but i got i got a patek philippe a what Eh, you don't have a Rolex. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, we kind of talked a little bit about the the uh, collection conundrum, the show that you run with Dave from Just to Watch and Alton from uh, mm-hmm. Half Past Blog. So, tell us a little bit about the show, what it's about, and and how did it even start? Like, whose idea was it, and how did it even come about? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all my idea. No, it was actually Dave's idea originally. <laughs> um, he came up with it and then started kind of putting it together. And then we kind of, I think we talked a little bit about how to manipulate, how to set up the rules and stuff like that. But initially, manipulate it, it? is that what you were going to say? Yeah, uh, <laughs> manipulate well, not, our guests. Not that manipulate, but like you know, how to <laughs> how to set up the actual game and stuff like that. But it was mostly oh, his okay. idea, and I think. My, I, I don't know if he ever said it, but I think part of it maybe because he's in Japan and Japan's got all those crazy game shows. Um, so maybe that's where he kind of got the idea of it a little bit. Hmm. Um, although I, when I think about it, I think about it more as uh, there's that show it used to be like, whose line is it anyways? Kind of a thing. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. With Drew Carey? Yeah. Or, or the initial one was Drew Carey. I think they have a new one with somebody else now. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But it was kind of a thing like where there's points, but the points don't really matter. That works. But, you know, the basic idea of the game was to um, bring people on, bring a guest, have them create a collection out of the watches they own that's kind of based around a specific theme and then kind of just play some guessing games with that collection. Um, first of which would be to, for those of us who are the get hosts that are playing, would be to try to guess what they actually brought before they show it. Um, right. In which case we wind up uh, obsessively going over like Instagram and YouTube channels. <laughs> that's been who's, who our guests have been like, oh, what did they actually own? And it's a whole lot easier if somebody actually does have a state of a collection video that's more recent. <laughs> Because it's otherwise, it's like, I'm not really sure. And that is part of the one of the problems with uh, reviewers, too, is like we get stuff that's not ours and we make a video on it. Right. It's like, how do you know? Or you might wind up selling stuff. Um, But yeah, we use that to make guess of what the watches are. And then we also kind of use that as a starting point to get to know the guest better Mm -hmm. um, of, you know, which one's your favorite? What's your favorite brand? Kind of things like that. And it's just kind of a good starting point to have a good conversation. I think it works really well in terms of like having a focal point to kind of keep coming back to in a game that's sort of lighthearted and fun to just kind of keep a conversation kind of cohesive. Yeah. I, I, cool. I could attest to to the game because I believe, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but I was the first guest uh, outside of your circle. Right? I, think, I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was you You guys did you guys. Right. So, yeah, they, we started you, off with Alton. us three. Right. But I was this the first guest, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think was so. On the show. So I was I was very honored. It was super cool. I yeah. messed up. Right. I said something you're like, no, you're not supposed uh, to say that. We're, we're right? still figuring it out anyway. So it's like, <laughs> we it changed fun, the rules though. here and there. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It but was fun because. We didn't, 
we didn't do one this August because our schedules are way too busy. And that's part of the problem is, um, you know, trying to get two people, let alone three people kind of well like this, trying to get everybody a good time where they have can actually meet up because we all have busy lives outside of this. And then to complicate matters, Dave's in Japan. So time zone yeah. issues. So for Alton and I, it's, you know, Sunday evening or Friday evenings when we do it, but then it's like his morning. Mm. Um, yeah. So what's the, the chemistry? Like, obviously I'm assuming great or else you guys yeah. wouldn't be doing this. So. Yeah, it, it, I think we mesh well together. It's, we all have maybe our own little quirks and our own sort of personalities with it, but we work well together and we're all sort of on the same line in terms of collecting that we're not looking at like the hot horology. We're not, you know, looking into Rolex or high end luxury stuff. We're all just affordable watches and, you know, regular people can go out and buy without, you know, killing their savings. Got it. Great oh, show. A, great show. That sounds fair. Sure. What, one thing that I, that I, and I'm still scratching my head about this is Dave has obviously over 30,000 subscribers, whatever. And you have over 20,000. I think I'm at 27. I think Dave's almost at 40, maybe, maybe even more. I can't remember. All right. But Alton. Yeah. He is a smaller (laughs) channel. And and that's what I don't get. What I don't get is you would think if you collaborate with somebody that's bigger than you, you would get some of the people, the supporters of that person to yeah. jump over and say, hey, I'm going to support YouTube because you guys are affi- affiliate somehow. But yeah. In YouTube, it's just so weird. It's like, yeah, yeah, everybody it ain't about spreading the love, though. You no. know what I'm saying? Like, like, if I see somebody on your channel or your channel, I'll go subscribe to them just because yeah. they're on, you know, like that. But everybody, because not... we're content creators. And yeah, we know. Right. Hard we know. Yeah. And we know yeah. that it's, it's about community. I think right. for some people, it's they don't necessarily think about it. And sometimes it's, you're subscribed to so many people, you, you kind of even lose track whether you're actually subscribed to that person or not. Like you might regularly watch the channel, but you may not be subscribed to it, may not even realize that. Like I've gotten a few comments like that saying, I think when I ran this last contest was given away a Seiko 5, I had a few people like, I realized I wasn't even subscribed to you. <laughs> so they, oh, they did wow. it. Right. Um, but I think with stuff like that too, is it's, um, I don't know, like when I'm, just mind numbingly watching through YouTube. Maybe you guys are the same. It's like, I'm not necessarily always thinking about it. Like, Oh no, doing it. I try to, because you know, as a content creator, you realize that, Hey, comments and thumbs up and all that stuff actually helps out. It does help him. But for other people, they don't, I think they just kind of zone out and just go to the next thing without even thinking about it. Hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, cool. Well, thanks for letting uh, us know. So what is your perfect watch collection? So how many watches? Uh, should we put a number on that? I don't even know. <laughs> <This morning. laughs> um, and part of the problem for me is it's uh, I have like my own what I consider to be like my collection watches. And then I have stuff that I have around just for the channel, maybe to do comparison videos. And sometimes stuff goes back and forth. Um, like right now, I would say my Seiko Turtle, which I have in almost every single video is kind of like the standard when I do loom comparison stuff. Okay, I bought that as a personal watch um but i have other divers that i like a lot better so if i ever stopped doing the channel that would probably be one i'd sell at this point but i'm not going to sell it because i'm using it for videos constantly um i don't know i would i had to guess how many personal watches i have 60 maybe at this point holy smokes i didn't even Um, know you had that many watches (laughs) yeah wow it's too many i need to cut down and actually uh 
before the world went crazy, one of my plans was to start selling a bunch of stuff and buy some like higher end or like buy some tutor and like uh, maybe some omegas. But priorities started shifting when everyone went crazy about a year and a half ago. So and I never yeah. really got around to it. Got it. Um, but my perfect collection, kind of hard to say. Um, probably so less let, than let, that. Let's if start out with how many watches first. Oh, oh, how many? I don't know. Well, for me, the thing is, I was going to say is it's never really been, maybe this sounds cheesy. It's more about the journey than necessarily the destination because okay. my watch collecting has always been tied into like the YouTube channel for the most part. I mean, that's, I was still early on in my collection and then I started doing YouTube. And for me, it's more about experiencing stuff. So if I say there was a perfect collection, maybe 20 watches or so, Whoa. but it would be. That's still a lot of that's a lot. That's still a lot for you. Twenty. Honestly, to me, if if yeah. you were to ask me what the perfect watch collection is, I think it would have to be twelve at the most, maybe ten. Maybe. 10 I think twenty be... is perfect. Yeah. Well, for me, lot, what I was man. thinking is, um, like different watches from different brands, but maybe watches that really represent what's best about those brands. The icons, if you will, and your in your opinion, not not maybe something like that. Like yeah, yeah, like Seiko like a great Seiko diver to me is probably maybe a watch that would be there. Um, yeah. Like maybe an Oris, maybe a like big day pointer, something like that. Yeah. Um, Classic. Yeah. You know, an Omega Speedmaster. Or Speedmaster. Master. I've always liked the rail masters for some mm. reason. Badass. Yeah. Um, and for me, part of it is I'm also kind of a, I don't know if it's like a contrarian, like the more popular something is the <laughs> less likely I am to actually want it. Okay, whether whether okay. it's, logical or not that's just why it's always a pain in the butt when i go buy a car (laughs) because it's like i don't want the thing everybody else has um but yeah it'd be something like that where it's a collection because i think it's more about the journey so to speak so it'd be watches that really represent the great brands that i could look at and say oh this is what's great about seiko this is what's great about citizen this is great Mm. about omega you know that kind of a thing like that got it could change because like we're with Seiko, I'd have maybe a diver Seiko diver, but then maybe get like a Grand Seiko with a spring drive, mm. I, something like that, because that's yeah. something very special, very interesting. Yeah, man. Nice. No, nice. it's it's uh, you hit an interesting point, right? About before the pandemic or whatever, um, selling a lot of your things and kind of moving more towards uh, up market, if you will, right? Yeah. And a lot of people probably don't understand this, and and you sound kind of snobbish when you start telling people like, "Yeah, I want something more expensive." Right. Yeah. Because then they go, well, well, why? Because you're trying to show off or you and it's like it has mm. nothing to do with no. that. Just like you said, Shane, it's the journey, right? So I've already experienced the lower end of the market. And now yeah. it's time to start experiencing yeah. what we all came for, really, kind of, right? Because you always look at the magazines, you always look at the videos, and you're like, Man, that's expensive. Like, yeah. I wonder what it feels like. I wonder what the difference is. I wonder what the material's like. Yeah. I wonder what everybody's talking about. But yeah. once you get to experience it, you're like, Oh, I get it. It's still a lot of money. Yeah. But I get it, you know? So, and also, and as a reviewer, the- I think it's good to experience right. everything because it's like, how do you yes. make a judgment or a basement unless you have right. some idea? Right, right, right. Yeah, no, no, you're 100% right. Like when we went early in my watch collecting journey, I thought everything was great. Like, oh man, the loom on this yeah. is great. But then I started getting different watches i was like oh maybe mm-hmm. the loom wasn't that great on that mm-hmm. so what am i telling people because i'm not really educated i in my opinion that was great loom but clearly there's better loom out there but perhaps you're gonna pay more 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you feel about Rolex? Let me ask you that. Because obviously um, we all feel Rolex, 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 Rolex. I'm not, I'm not part of the Rolex faithful, as I like to say at times. Um, it, it's Rolex is great. It's for me, actually like Tudor better. Um, so like I would actually buy yeah, some Tudor, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Rolex, it's... I don't know. For me, part of it's the design. Um, I hate Mercedes hands. Really? <laughs> with a passion. Mm. So that eliminates like most Rolexes out there. There's a few that I do like that don't. Um, but part of it is right now, I don't like how the market is with them, where it's just they're accelerate. I mean, they're so expensive and you can't get them unless you wind up buying like aftermarket or something like a resell. And at that point, you're paying more for it. And it's just. I don't know, it seems almost like market manipulation yeah. and there is kind of a stigmatism to them. I think where it's yeah. the watch everybody wants. So for me, it's kind of like, maybe I don't want it. Yeah. For um, sure. But there are great watches like the Submariner. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily give the Submariner a lot of love, but I think it Classic. is one of the best dive watches out there. Um, mm -hmm. I think in one video I was talking about, I said something like uh, it's like a beam three, three series BMW. You know, it is one of the greatest cars around but it's also boring to talk about because everybody yeah. already knows it's one of the greatest things around almost everything that's been said about it has been said about it. And yeah. for me, that's where I get a little frustrated, maybe not annoyed, but kind of frustrated. Like uh, when talk about like the new colorways or they're doing this, or they just changed the Submariner a little bit. And then you see all these videos about it, obsessing about it and people critiquing it. And it's like, you guys haven't even got it in hand. Like nobody's even seen this thing physically yet. Right. Or let alone, it's not really you know that different. <laughs> it's the same, guys. It's, it's like it's like ninety five percent the same. Yeah. But so it's to me, it's like I don't really get it. And I've also said as a as someone with more of like a tech because I'm a computer geek at heart background um, that you know then they talked about Apple computers back in the day, maybe even still like when Steve Jobs would do his Steve his uh, you know keynote addresses during all the Apple conferences, they would talk about how he has this reality distortion field around him that he could like hold up a, a literally a bag of dog crap and people like oh my god that's great um mm. i think when you get into luxury watches sometimes there's a reality distortion field around it where logic doesn't quite make as much sense yeah no you're right as long as it's rolex yeah well let me ask you something have you ever had the opportunity to play with a rolex or see one in the metal uh, i've seen one felt them a couple times i mean they are great so don't get me wrong um and, and i don't want to bash rolex it's just it's yeah. not something i'm focused on or obsessed with I, yeah. I still think they're fantastic if you can get one and not pay too much crazy amount yeah um although the thing is they do appreciate so to speak what they appreciate because we're all obsessed with them so to speak yeah so, i don't know no i agree with you i mean a, a few months ago i had the opportunity to handle like actually handle a rolex yeah. from my watchmaker and it was a Submariner, and obviously i'm in yeah. love with the design it's, it's a timeless design but yeah just like just like you said right so i think that the problem really lies with a few things right so number yeah. one the price the yeah. overhype price is insane and then also the stigma attached to it that's that's very uh kind of uh i don't know it's kind of a turn turn off point or, or turning yeah. point for me that it's like i don't know but man I've been I've, I've handled Seikos I've handled mm. a lot of different things when I handled that Rolex I was like this is different nobody had to tell me anything I was just spending a little bit of time with the bezel yeah. and the crown and the loom I was like yeah okay 
I, I mean, get you it. You can feel it. You can feel it. Oh, yeah, you can feel sure. it. You can see it. Yeah. It works awesome. I'm like, yeah, there is a reason why this thing is so popular. I get it. Yeah. But because of all the other reasons, yeah. yeah, that's why I don't own one, you know? <laughs> yeah. And for me, I'm I'm a fairly practical guy, too. So the idea of, I mean, I don't want to say I'll never buy one because you never know. But the idea of, like, you know, dropping 10, 12K on a specific watch, I'm, I'm not there yet. and Or if I'm not sure I will ever want to be there yet. Okay. Uh, so to speak because to me it's it's almost like i'd rather put that money invest it and retire early so just right let it grow um i'd be happy with omega instead of a rolex Um, omega is a great brand and i don't know why they don't get enough love and it's it's i don't know i just always i I feel like omega is like the watch the 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 watch brand for watch lovers and Mm -hmm. rolex is just the brand for everybody else i mean including yeah. watch lovers but it's mostly for and that's one of the things i think might i don't want to say issue with rolex but one thing that kind of turns me off a little bit is that yeah it's like people who don't know anything about watches they they know rolex and they like an obsessed rolex for right. for me oh, it's yeah. it's you know i want something more that's cool that nobody is cool because it's cool not because everybody else just knows about it so yeah. you know that's one reason I would look at like Tudor. I mean, watch geeks know Tudor, but not everybody else knows Tudor. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. So apparently, my my brother in law he follows my Instagram account yeah. and he saw that I posted about my Tudor. And the other day, I was I was leaving somewhere and I was tying up my shoe and he was walking down the stairs. He's like, "Oh, is that your new watch?" And I was wearing the Tudor. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is it." He's like, "Oh, let me see it." So I take it off my wrist. He's handling it. He's like, "Oh dang, this is nice." Uh, he's like, "Tudor, Tudor, what Tudor?" Like, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a watch brand, man. It's been around for a while. You know, a lot of history, really cool. He's like, oh, this is nice. Like, yeah, it looks a, looks a little expensive. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. I just, I didn't tell him. I'm not, yeah, I'm not right. those kind of people. I, did the, I don't like talking about that. But so I left and I was like, man, so cool. Like you, you would think that I would be offended that, oh my God, he doesn't know what tutor is. How, how, but I was so happy. I was like, yes, yeah. in my little world, tutor is such a big thing. And everybody's talking about tutor, but that's my little world Yeah, outside of, and in right. the real world, nobody knows what the hell this is. And I yeah. love it mm-hmm. because it flies under the radar yeah. yet my friends and my peers know what the heck it is. And yeah. That's awesome. That's what yeah. I like. And that's the thing too, is like, we don't realize uh, outside of our community at times, people don't care. They don't, they don't, <laughs> care. They don't, they don't they look don't at care. your watch. I mean, I remember uh, was on a trip with my wife and I was actually working on a review of uh, the Genoa ocean Rover, which is mm. Submar- like the super Submarine homage. Yeah. Uh, controversial as well. That's another. That's another one uh, that I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she was wearing actually that Phoebus that was mm-hmm. a woman's dive watch. Mm-hmm. She got so many compliments on that. No really? one said a thing about my watch at all. It was just like invisible. Nobody cared about it. Wow. <laughs> but like hers is just like, oh, that's really cool. It's a great design. This is like, oh, okay. But this is. But guys, I'm wearing something that looks like a Rolex. You know. Yeah, it was like nobody cares. Huh? <laughs> That's the thing is, like I always say, it's like I, I buy watches for me. I'm wearing them for me. Yeah. If somebody 100%. else sees them, um, although I did get, I've only got caught once doing like a watch photo um, <laughs> from another watch geek. It was just like random. Oh, okay, um, okay. I was, uh, we were, where was it? Zion National Park, um, which okay. is in Utah. We, we were 
we're going there just to check it out. And there's like a, a little shuttle bus from the hotel to the entrance of the park. And I was, I think I had my glycine airman and I just bought it and I was real happy with it. And I was kind of doing a watch shot with my phone and guy across the thing is like, Oh, what you got? <laughs> and he, I'm like, hey, what? Uh, I'm like, what? He's like, Oh, I, uh, you must be a watch geek. I noticed it's like, I'm wearing my, you know, Tudor black Bay. I'm like, what do you have? I'm like, uh, glycine airman. He's like, Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like, it's a little weird, right? It was weird. <laughs> like, I'm like, it, but, it's like, but don't that make you feel good that somebody actually noticed for a change? Later like, on, wow. at first I was paranoid because I'm like, right. people watching me when I'm doing this? Right, right. But then later on, you realize you're like, oh, like, oh dang, he was yeah. part of the watch family. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> it was just kind of weird at first. It was like, I bet, yeah. Were you? Well, let me ask you something. So if money wasn't an object, right? So we talked about a lot of things. Yeah. If you had all the money in the world and you didn't feel guilty about spending whatever money, what would you yeah. buy right now? You just, um, here's a million dollars or $2 million. What would yeah. you buy? I would probably, and here's part of the thing is I don't really focus on, I don't, I try not to look at too much of the high end stuff, luxury level, just like out of sight, out of mind at times. Sure, so, sure. Um, but I do like the Nautilus, Philippe Nautilus. Really? Um, okay. Something the green, about the, the design. Blue? Uh, I think blue. Okay. There's something about it that I do or... like. Um, but I would never buy it. <laughs> I don't think I would ever buy it. <laughs> More realistically, I would probably buy a Rolex Milgauss. Um, oh, yeah. nice. Current or vintage? Um, I don't know. Maybe vintage. How much? I'm not sure how much those are going for. Um, just because, I don't know. It's It's one of the few that don't have Mercedes hands. And as like I'm a scientist in the background, I find even though I would never use like the anti-magnetic properties that it has it, it's, it's kind of there's a cool factor that's that cool me. yeah so um, what, what would you get mcgill put me on the uh, spot yeah man. one one million dollars crap man honestly uh rolex big crown just a vintage rolex big crown because that's what this tutor is trying to kind of mimic mm. i love that watch man and they're so expensive and actually it's so funny so we just had um michael young uh, by now, whoever's listening and watching this episode would have been out. And he was telling us that he, when he got into watch collecting, he picked up a Rolex Mariner for like 300 Australian dollars. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. when we got off the podcast, he kept talking about it the whole the yeah. whole episode. And I was, and he's like, Oh, and I realized that it was like a really rare model and this and that. So when we got off the podcast, stopped recording, I, I had to ask him, I'm like, what, what did you get? What reference was it? Was it a mill sub? Was it a big crown? He's like, Oh, it was a big crown. I got it for like 300 bucks. I'm like, oh my God, those things mm. are going for like crazy amounts of money right now. Yeah, and I just right. love that red triangle on top. I mean, no crown guards. This is, uh, yeah. I was going to go vintage, no money. Um, I was <laughs> like the, was it the original Explorer 2? Oh, okay. Um, yep. That was, that's just really odd, weird design. There's something about yeah. it that I like. Um, it's clean, man. Yeah. Yeah. You, you like the oddball stuff i like i'm cool. i am a little weird with some stuff i don't know it's like yeah this is kind of how i am well how do you feel then about uh kind of like what h moser is doing and more like um let's see uh who else well i guess h moser is doing some like crazy things right the the the, the with the uh banta black like dials that are crazy and these i forget the name of the models but just some crazy stuff they're putting out um, do you like those kind of designs or high end? Um, of course, but... never really looked at them. Honestly, with you. okay, mm. okay, yeah. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, no crazy designs. I mean, high end stuff, but it's yeah. it's uh, it's not your typical watch, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't like way. too weird. Um, it's like more when they do something just 
just like not crazy, just slightly different. Yeah, that kind of tweaks the formula a little bit, but okay. nothing like crazy where the watch face starts looking like a face, you know, oh, some it. of those things. Yeah. MBNF does some mm. really crazy stuff too, that um, mechanically speaking is just uh, out of this world too. So I don't know if I had a lot of money, probably MBNF will be something I would look at, but P Ross, what, what would you? Uh... Oh God. <laughs> I would get the exact same Brantley Navy timer that Miles Davis had on his wrist. Oh my it's God. Going for about like, that thing. All it's right. going for about $10,000 right now. Money's no object. Mm-hmm. You get a $10,000 watch. I, I would get that. Mm-hmm. I would get, definitely okay. get that. Along with a whole lot of other stuff. No, no, no. You have that, to get that, one that, watch. Yeah. That would one be watch, top, right. top of the list right there. Yeah. Right top of the list. And that's the thing. I think it's important. It, it's not necessarily what it is. For me, at least, it's not what it is. It's maybe the connections that make things cooler. That makes sense. Like, that makes sense you know, what do you like or what inspires you kind of a thing, or if you have a personal connection to stuff um, like yeah. one of the watches actually I have here, um, the new Antarctica monster oh, from Seiko. Yeah. Um, this is quickly becoming one of my favorites. Well, it's um, funny that you way were overpriced. <laughs> is that the watch that you were having a, a, a chat with our, with our friend Omar from timeless sneakers and watches about? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, Cause for me, it's like personal. It's just a little penguin feet on the dial are weird. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, in unboxing, like I grew up going to SeaWorld because I lived in San oh. Diego, um, not too far from SeaWorld. So it was, for me, it was always go to the penguin encounter. And it's kind of so cool. that little connection kind of takes me back. It's also a really cool looking watch, but it's a cool watch. Mm. It's definitely a cool watch. That dial is something else. Almost. I dare. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, Mary. I am going to say that uh, the Dow almost reminds me of like a Grand Seiko a little bit, you know, just because mm-hmm. of little frosted details kind of, and the frosted yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, it, it's a weird it's I've realized I need I really need to get the review done on it, um, but it's it's like a watch that doesn't really match anything you're wearing at any particular point in time because it's the dial coloring as it goes from like a, a white to a darker blue, yeah. but it kind of goes with everything at the same time. So it never, doesn't match perfectly, but it kind of goes with everything. Mm. That is cool. an interesting looking watch. It's different for sure. So yeah. very nice. So uh, what do you think about the state of the watch community? Mm. More like on YouTube or like in general or just in general, just in general, from what you see on YouTube, Instagram, you know, uh, you mean like uh whether we're under attack, like what's been going on recently or <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, something I thought about, I'm not sure if something new or if we're under siege, so to speak, or if it's just more prominent because two like uh, Jody and Jordy got hit recently or relatively recently. Um, Cause stuff like that's always been sort of going on in the background. Um, in fact, I mean, it, one of my earliest like YouTube friends is a uh, watch up 69. Um, his channel got deleted two two and a half years ago for really? similar stuff. He never got it back. He, he restarted the channel. Um, and if you've never seen him, give him a shot. Um, he's What's his name again. Watch up 69. Um, okay. right, he's more G shocks, but okay. he's very, it's different. He's very creative. It's not going to be your usual video. It's not even going to right. be, it might not even be a review from what you, your point of view of a review is, but it's, they're very different, very interesting guy. Um, like one of the videos he did, I think he got deleted. I don't think he ever got it back. Cause that's part of the problem is some people have so much faith in YouTube that they don't locally back up their videos. So he lost a bunch of stuff. 
Um, so some of the stuff he's re-uploaded, some of it's not. But this one video he had where he um, went to Switzerland. He lives in the UK and occasionally goes to Switzerland. And he was driving around and he was actually driving past one of the buildings. I think it was for Hamilton. Um, mm-hmm. So he stops out in front to film some of this and talk about it. But I guess he looks shady enough that they called the cops on him. No this, way. This is in the video. <laughs> and I, he, I think the... I'm trying to remember, I think he, the camera kind of goes down, but you can still hear the audio where he's talking <laughs> to the cops and he's basically explaining to them, like, like, no, no, I'm a YouTuber. And he's like pulling up his videos on his phone to like, no, this is me. See, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to case the joint or anything. I'm just checking it out. Wow. It um, but he does kind of some stuff like that. Uh, but like his channel got canceled a while ago or deleted, maybe not canceled um, for, for uh, counterfeit claims, just like, what's going on now one of which was for an april fool's day joke um that went i guess awry since it partially caused him to get channel canceled um but that stuff's been going on in the background so as i say it's hard to say whether it's something new or if it's just been going on because i mean at one point i mean i was almost convinced i was going to get deleted uh really yeah i mean i i back go back to janelle when that controversy hit and I was at its height, I was one of the last people to review one and the anger and craziness that there was a small online mob just going around harassing anyone that had anything to do with these videos or anything. Mm. I mean, I thought for sure during those couple of weeks that I was just going to wake up at any point and see my channel deleted just because people didn't like what I was did. Wow. Um, Or they didn't even watch the videos. I think they were just angrily commenting on stuff. Um, although luckily I, I mean, nothing happened obviously and nothing happened. I think to anyone else's channel because of that. And I didn't have too much crazy with that. Um, at the time I was kind of disappointed. The video didn't do that well, but maybe in retrospect, it was a good thing <laughs> because I wasn't necessarily high ranked or anything. I think other people got a lot more of that. Um, but I did get at least with that story, um, enough attention that the guy who wrote the like anonymous expose that was supposedly like exposed, you know, I don't know yeah. if you guys remember this whole thing. He actually yeah, wound up I contacting did. me directly and we had some one-on-one emails back and forth, uh, which was kind of an interesting situation. But. Mm, wow. So, well, I guess a few things just to let people know, maybe they don't know. So Janal, the whole story was that the company producing the Janal watches were producing high-end replica watches. Before. Uh, sort of. It It's deeper than that. It was, um, so the story, the guy who, the theory is that, I don't even remember the guy's is handle who was creating the replicas. The idea was that that guy eventually created Geno. Um, Got it. So, because he supposedly stopped selling those. And then like a year later, Geno started selling their ocean rovers. Hmm. Um, so, and the guy who did the explanation actually did a pretty decent job of connecting the two, but there was never never proven that Janot was necessarily doing that or maybe they were early on. I don't know. It gets murky at that point. And then there was a bunch of other claims and, it, and then it brought in like other brand owners and it, it just got nutty. Wow. So was that a watch yours or somebody let you borrow it or? Uh, no, they gave it to me to review. And that was part of the controversy is that like, a, we were being you know paid off to keep some secret kind of a thing. Wow. Mm. That's very interesting. Dang. So, a lot of people had an issue with this Janal watch somehow being connected to somebody that would create replica watches, right? Kind of. So, 
Go ahead. Yeah. Well, my my question was: There's so many homage watches, yeah, floating around coming from China, so people don't have a problem with these homage watches floating around because I'm pretty confident that these companies producing these homage watches also produce replica watches. Or two cents. Some of the cases are being made. I mean, I've heard that from brand owners too, where that you know the theory is for that that it doesn't make sense, at least for the lower end homage watches, that it doesn't make sense for them to sell it at that point. They're not making any money, even in China. The only way it makes sense is that if somebody on the back end is using those parts for something else. Yeah. We all know that. Uh, It just, people don't want to admit it, you know, this is is getting out of hand. I mean, let me last question here, because we're running up on a little over an hour. What is your opinion on homage watches? And I'm not talking watches that take you know a cue here and there mm-hmm. or inspiration i'm talking one-to-one carbon copy of another watch that basically homage <laughs> basically how do you feel about that um opinions evolving like at first like when i first started the channel i wouldn't say i had said i had any issue with it um because there's nothing really illegal about it but as i've been doing this more and more i mean i've like I've told somebody recently, like there's a very fine line between homage and fomage. I start to get really uncomfortable. And I realized that when I did one particular video where it was like blatantly obvious that there's like a really not much of a difference between what they were trying to do. They weren't necessarily just trying to be inspired. They were just flat out. Just um, yeah. I start to have issues at that point. I don't necessarily think it's, it's not illegal in any way. Right. Is it is the question is, is it immoral? Is it in bad taste? I, I don't know. I think they do have their purpose. Um, because to some extent, I'm like I'm somebody who has bought some homage watches um that were close and then later on bought the real thing. Um, as it's it's a way, especially when you're dealing with more expensive watches of trying them out. Um, but- so to speak, before throwing a lot of money into it. But at the same time, yeah, it's are you supporting a larger bad industry i don't know well here's here's the thing and I, I i i guess my my issue with it is i i see your point right yeah. people buy them to see what the real thing is going to look like right but the real thing is not going to be to the exact same specs as what you just kind of bought right, right? so that's one number two i'm still going to spend what 80 bucks 100 bucks on this homage watch i'd rather put that money away and get a Seiko five get something that i know i'm going to keep as opposed to what are you going to do just buy a disposable watch like a pagani design be like well i just bought it to see how the real mariner looks i'm going to buy the ten thousand dollars the mariner and then throw this thing in the trash like how often does that really happen you know so my my issue is you're supporting uh, a bad industry because we all know yeah. they're connected to the other guys. Number two, even though people don't want to admit it, that they're trying to pretend to be something else, that, that really is kind of what it comes down to, in my opinion, right? Because if you're wearing something that looks like something else, well, you're wearing something that looks like something else because you're not getting the right, the, the real thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many great watches out there from micro brands, from big brands. They have such a unique design that, could be so cool like even if yeah. it's inexpensive or buy a timex like i don't it's, know I just, right. yeah i mean i understand that it's and i don't disagree with you on a lot of that too it, it's that it does get kind of murky i think like some people do say like why are you buying this you just can know you have a like a phony watch you know why don't you get the real thing or to get something else and there's some extent i do agree with that too but i think people buy it because they're curious and because it is affordable um i don't know like with seiko fives it's like should you buy a bagani design or should you buy something like that Although the other 
more interesting argument too is when you get into more of the Seiko homages, like almost super homages, like some of the stuff like uh, Long Island Watch is doing. You know, like when you're talking Samurai, the SKX homages that are out, uh, you know, where they're going above and beyond in terms of materials and quality that Seiko's doing. And that becomes even more of a confusing argument because they're better and sometimes they're even cheaper. So it's like, I don't know. Um, yeah, Mark Mark stands in a very interesting position because I've been asked the yeah. same thing before. You have such a problem with homage watches, but you don't have a problem with, yeah. with Mark. Right. Yeah. And I go, well... His watches, when I look at them, yeah, they look different enough that where they're more. I don't know. They're more. He's doing more, at least with some of them, like the SKX stuff. Is he's going more after like the super modded out, specked out versions than the original references. Right. And I think that's yeah, I, deal with those. Yeah, and I and I feel a lot of these uh, Pagani design, like it yeah. looks like one to one replica of yeah. what it's trying to be, and and his don't because I have one uh, Islander. Yeah. that has a different bezel on it and it looks it doesn't have an skx and i've compared yeah. them i looked at both of them and i'm like these don't look similar i've even asked yeah. my wife do these look like the same watches and she goes uh kind of, uh, i don't know but when i asked her about the pagani design when i owned it i said does this yeah. look like this and she's like oh yeah pretty isn't it the same watch i'm like no it's not yeah that's a problem <laughs> yeah. it's it's a weird i don't know because the thing is again it's not illegal and personally, I don't really want to be buying like homages anymore, at least unless I'm kind of really curious about it, but it's, I don't know. And the thing is the, in that industry has the, like the AliExpress game has grown and changed drastically oh. over the last few years. Um, yeah. Like when I first started looking at some of those watches, I think maybe Jody was, and a few other channels were, and it was like the thing to get was like the $60 sort of dress watch. Because it was crazy value, it had sapphire, it had a Seiko NH thirty five, the Cadison and whatever. Yeah, some of those Cadisons, the Guanchins, yeah. all those kind of things. And I actually stopped looking at AliExpress watches for almost a year um, oh. because everything looked the same. It was like all the same kind of dress watches. Every time I'd go look, it was all the same stuff, and I was like, eh, kind of bored with it. I want to look at something different. Makes sense. Um, but somehow, in that period of time, it was like. Pagani design got bigger, Steel Dive, all these other brands started growing up. And there's a lot more channels and content now that are just focused extremely, especially on these watches. And it's right. like, like, where'd this happen? Um, <laughs> it's all and, the views, baby. They, and they, they're like, oh, you get a lot money. Of well, the, the watch prices shot up. Like I did a video on uh, San Martin. I think maybe one of the first San Martin videos are on YouTube. And I actually bought it used off eBay. Um, and it was, I don't know how much I paid for it, but it was like, they were selling those for 300 bucks. And back then I asking a lot of the viewers was like, what's the most you would spend on an all express watch. And it was like 60 to hundred bucks. I think what most people mm-hmm. felt comfortable with now it's like a lot of the stuff's 200, 300, 400. It doesn't bucks. make sense though. Right. It just doesn't make sense. These San Martin, you know, uh, homages of like Seiko's are pretty much as much as a Seiko. And I'm like, why at this would... point it is getting it's so the quality stupid. is there. You're getting Sapphire. They do do good loom. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's weird, and I'm not sure how I kind of feel about it sometimes. Yeah, because I mean, how are they going to grow as a company and have some heritage, right? In 20 years, when everything they did was basically a copy of something else. Like once they start introducing their own designs, then then I'll take them serious. Yeah. You know what the, I mean? the trick with that is, it's like I have looked at some AliExpress watches in the past that were like very different. Nobody cared about them. It's like the, right. everybody's focused on the homage watches, um, right. and it has become it has grown. 
and it's the thing is I know like watching some of the channels that focus on that now, it's like, they're getting those watches provided from these companies. And in the past, like I would email some of these people like, Hey, you know, I got a channel just looking for a discount or something. And they're like, we don't know who you are. We don't care. And now it's like, they've gotten to the game. They, they realize that, Oh, we can get access to customers and money's up. Um, and for some people, there is a profit to be made when you're focusing yeah. on those watches, uh, not just the companies, but like reviewers too, because if you're using affiliate links, yeah, you get like twice to three times the commission off like AliExpress than you do with Amazon. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. So, so like, how do we feel about Steinhardt? Steinhardt? Um, yeah. The Ocean One. Yeah, uh, I've looked at one. They're good quality, but yeah, it's kind of going along the same lines. Um I don't know. It's that's where I kind of come along with homage watches. I kind of go back and forth at times and maybe it can be being a little hypocritical on it. Some ways for me personally, it's if you do something slightly different, or if you're looking at a watch that you can't get anymore, um, it makes it a little more reasonable. Um, like one of the watches knows was a Heimdaller. I looked at was a gen two monster lookalike. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's okay. Cause Seiko doesn't make that anymore. Um, and it's, it's a design that I feel like I really liked, even though they do have more current monsters, but they've changed it a bit. Or if you're doing something and you make it out of a slightly different material. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's for me, part of it with Steinhardt, I would say I'm not that interested in them because most of them are like Rolex homages. Right. And, and for me, but do they get a pass more than like, let's say your Pagani design? I think people do give them a pass, but for me, it's sort of in the same, just because it's made better or theoretically made better. Um, for me, it's, I don't know. I just kind of move past Rolex Submariner homages to some extent. It's every once right. in a while I might look at something, but it's gotta be something different or something interesting. Uh, but whether it's, I don't know, I said nothing illegal about it, whether it's moral or if it's just a good idea, I don't know. There's money to be made. Otherwise, people wouldn't be doing it. So it's, mm-hmm. I say, I don't know, I'm kind of mixed on it. Because on one hand, it's like the entrepreneur in me is like, hey, you know, money's to be made. Someone's going to do it. Going to do it. Um, versus, you know, kind of the artistry of it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. And all right, there guys. is, all right, good. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, say we... and there, there is, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of confusion. It's like, I've gotten people sending me angry comments at times when I looked at homage watches and right. people are like, and no other industry can anyone just rip off a design. And it's like, no, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. Everywhere. That happens Especially all the time. Fashion. <laughs> fashion, everything else. And for me personally, I may have a little bit of different twist on this too, is that I worked in pharma before Oh, and okay. generic drugs it's, yeah it's, almost, it's a it's it's a weird parallel there but it's like yeah one company does all the work develops it gets it to market and then another company just looks at the patent copies it and sells it eight years later and that's pretty good. right but mm-hmm. the, the main difference is they're trying to save lives because they're making it more affordable yeah. for people to actually live oh this is completely- some extent, you know pagani's yeah. not trying to save lives nah. <laughs> But anyway, guys, so we've reached obviously a little over an hour. So Shane, thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing. Thank you, uh, uh, P. Ross. Shane, where can people find your your channel and your Instagram or whatever you want to plug? Uh, just go look up Relative Time on YouTube, where it's like YouTube slash Relative Time. 
Um, then Instagram is relative time, but I think there's like an underscore in there, but just can find the YouTube, but it's easier. Okay, cool. Well, thank you. P Ross. Ross wristwatch love everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and check out to the bros 2021 on Instagram. It's we a new handle we created. It's a new, is a new handle we created. So and that way you hashtag to the bros. And if, and if y'all think that's some, the YouTube channel to the bros 2021 is coming soon. <laughs> oh man well socal watch reviews for me on youtube and instagram and relojando's my spanish channel i need to give it a little more love i've just been super busy and yeah like my man said uh tutor bros 2021 we just created it it was it was all fun and games but yeah it's actually growing we almost have a hundred followers because we were asking people to um uh, tag us on their tutor pictures with tutor bros and yeah it could be a thing we could create some merch or whatever and it's just our, our love for for new newfound love for tutor i guess since we all got into mm-hmm. tutors and it's a great brand and you know we 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 feel like it's a collector's brand and it's like almost like the rolex for us and i i recently watched a video actually yesterday some guys said do not buy a tutor. And I was like, what? So I click on it. And he was like, I was in the market to buy something, but I just felt like if I bought a tutor, I was settling for a tutor instead of a Rolex. Cause I really oh, wanted wow. the Rolex. I'm like, well, that's your personal problem. That's not why you're telling people not to buy something. Like mm-hmm. maybe that was clickbait, you know, clickbait. but the crazy th- thing is he had 80 likes and almost 300 dislikes. So I'm like, I think he came across maybe the wrong way. And it's like, look, tutors, not, it's his own individual company, right? At first, maybe Hans or whatever created it to be an inferior or more, not inferior, but more affordable uh, line. Mm-hmm. But now I think they've they've come a long way, especially with the things that they're doing. So whatever, it is what it is. But yeah, Shane, thank you so much for coming on, man. I hope you had a blast. Yes, we did. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Stay humble.